it's it's incel shit. Oh, I didn't know that you were here, listener. Uh, welcome back to Anime Death Spiral, the only anime podcast that is fully bonded and licensed and insured now. Oh, I wasn't talking about how much I hate anime. I would never say that. No, we love anime. We love bringing you the anime. Wink. I'm winking. I'm huge, huge wink. I'm winking <laughs> super hard right now. They can't see that. It's drying out my eye how much I'm winking right now. I love anime. Wink, wink. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> How much do you love anime? Oh, I love anime about this much. Damn. And he's holding his fingers together. <laughs> <laughs> so tightly, they're shaking. <laughs> you know how much I love anime? For real? How much do you love anime, Remy? I literally took time out of my day to watch Ninja Kamui, a mid-season premiere. That's right. This is a tardy anime. It showed up after First Class Bell. Fashionably late, some would call that. Fashionably late. And I still gave it a shot. I didn't send it home. (laughs) I threw that shit on. I was a little sleepy from having a big dinner. Uh, So I thought, perfect, I'll throw on the new anime. (laughs) I'll check this shit out. It's an Adult Swim collab for some reason. This will be great. If I fall asleep halfway through this, I'll have no regrets. Yeah, Adult Swim collab. What this and the uh, the Fooly Cooly ones. Uh, they've been yeah. they've been f- they've been trying to dip their toes into funding the anime. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're pulling it off. They know like what side of the bread is buttered, right? Uh huh. You know, there there's not a, too many up and coming Tim and Eric's talking about pulling up the ladder behind you. Yeah, no kidding. Did you watch the? Oh, I know. Well, I know you did. You watched that fucking Eric Wareheim. Super Bowl ad. Uh, I didn't actually. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you did. The Michael Sarah one. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Sarah V. <laughs> Sarah V. The Michael Sarah V. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not saying Eric is the sellout. You know, it's like, whatever. Get your, get the bag or whatever. But hey, get your money. The dude from Tim and Eric or, you know, uh, Tom goes to the mayor because we're very old mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is making Super Bowl ads now. I don't know. There is something there is something sad to be about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh I wonder how he got into that position. Like, you know, who whose idea was it to get like, oh yeah, the Tim and Eric guy. Let's get Eric to produce this multi what I'm assuming is is a million dollar, multi-million dollar production of of Michael Sarah with a bunch of of face cream. <laughs> Just rubbing creams on various hot men. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, buying an ad placement at the Super Bowl is already itself like putting you millions of dollars in the hole. I wonder because I see I see Tim. I see Tim Heidecker uh, doing stuff all over the place. Right. Mm hmm. Well, he's got he's got his uh, greasy little hands and a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. He, on the on cinema stuff is still happening. Mm -hmm. Decker and on cinema are extraordinarily funny. Have you watched those? No, I haven't. Uh, Decker is like his his fake CSI uh, twenty twenty four style <laughs> show. Uh, it's, I, I can it's already really, imagine what that's like. Yeah, you you could picture it immediately. It's very good. And on cinema is just he's doing like a fake Siskel and Ebert kind of show. Mm-hmm. Tim's Tim's had a, a really good postseason career. <laughs> uh, Eric 
Uh, I see him every once in a while. He had a big role in Master of None, the yeah. season sorry show, which I think maybe <laughs> maybe backfired a little bit. Yeah, he just, he does um he's got like a YouTube channel. He does some weird stuff on there. Oh, doesn't he have a cooking show? Well, yeah, I was about to say that was the last thing that I saw him do was the yeah. pilot for his cooking show, uh, where the joke was Tim would just come on set and fuck with his shit and be mean to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like you're deflecting from from talking about Ninja Kamui. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about it. I'm realizing, man, there's just like not that much to say about Ninja Kamui. There's definitely more to say about Tim and Eric postseason career than there is to say about Ninja Kamui. <laughs> well, how about we to go into Ninja Kamui? Let's start here because I know you already made the comparison. I know lots of people are going to make the comparison anyway. Uh, John Wick, go. It's just, it's John Wick, but with cyber ninjas. That's it. That's all it is. Give us your John Wick thing. My John Wick thing? I don't even know what you mean by that. What is your opinion on John Wick? Oh, Give I Give us think your John like... Wick thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. I don't know. It, John, <laughs> I haven't watched the whole series. I've actually, I've only seen the first one. I was kind of like, yeah, it was pretty good action movie. You know, it's, it's well choreographed in that gun foo kind of sense. I like seeing stuff like that, but I got I got the bit after one movie. You don't need four of them. Right. Yes, you mentioned this a little bit when we were talking about Jigen Daisuke. Yeah. That's actually, I'm just really glad you said that, because that is perfect, because that is exactly how I feel about Ninja Kamui. Yeah, we got, we got one episode. I get the premise. Do you need to make a whole series? There is no point in continuing to make this show. What We get it. That's the whole story. We've got it. Thanks. <laughs> cool good i mean i think that there there are some some aspects of ninja comedy that are worth bringing up <laughs> before we completely dismiss it uh namely the weird sure, ass sure. the weird ass depiction of what an adult swim produced anime thinks like normal america is like i guess like so the premise is i we're dropped in media res into this story what i'm assuming is about a ninja who got out of the biz yep. he was a super a super high-tech assassin ninja uh doing doing cool backflips and shooting needles out of his eyes and poisoning people probably yeah yeah breathing uh, black smoke yeah breathing and then turning into black smoke uh which is dope i guess pretty cool yeah like that's that's cool and then he he got out he had a kid with an, another ninja. I don't know. Was his wife a ninja too, do you think? It, the implication was definitely that there was a, uh, a Kunoichi. If she if she wasn't a ninja herself, she at least knew about his past, right? Well, and and she she knew how to fight. Yes. Not good, but she knew how to no, fight. No, because she, she got stabbed through the throat <laughs> very, very early on. I mean, she gets owned and it's like not even <laughs> And actually, even I, I laughed at that part because... They have him do like the sad flashback thing when the wife dies, but they only showed clips of stuff that had already happened earlier in that episode. <laughs> yes, they did the shitty TV movie thing. Yeah. <laughs> Where you flashback to 20 minutes before. Uh, yes. And you put a little soft filter on it so everybody knows it's a memory. <laughs> uh, so, so his wife and kid get murked and... And I guess first of all, we should mention that that we're introduced to this family as like, you know, uh, middle of nowhere America corn farmers. 
and he's got like the most stereotypical looking uh, blonde white guy goatee. Yes. He is a corn syrup farmer. <laughs> yeah. He digs corn syrup out of the ground in his vast fields of corn syrup. <laughs> in his Mick Kobayashi uh, farming equipment. <laughs> yes. He's driving around the endless fields of America. Well, I mean. No states involved, just America. <laughs> it's all just one big thing. In Mizzizzle Ditch, Missouri or whatever. Yeah, Mizzizzle, Missouri. <laughs> he spends his days farming corn syrup with his wife and kid on a vast farm, far larger than I think three people could handle, one of them being a literal child. He has industrial acreage and for some reason which is never expounded on and i assume never will be because the farm is burnt down at the end of the first episode he just has massive server farms on top of the physical farms what what why you know it's the economy these days you gotta diversify you can't just make it oh so those massive fucking towers on on his corn land those were probably like bitcoin rigs right he was farming Bitcoin. Yeah, on top exactly. Of. Those were filled with 40. He spends his days drilling down into the, the Iowa earth, looking for a pocket of corn syrup uh, <laughs> underneath the earth's crust. And then no, no, at you, night, you're getting he, it wrong. He, he farms the corn and he mines the Bitcoins from the he's, earth. He's extracting the Bitcoins directly from the earth's mantle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, people, if you didn't know, that's where Bitcoins come from. They are literally mined out of the ground like gems yeah i'm looking at one right now it's beautiful if you've never seen a raw bitcoin uh you should really check it out dinosaur bones over long periods of time turned into crude oil and uh, ancient jellyfish bones <laughs> turned into bitcoin <laughs> after a hundred thousand years a lot of, not a lot of people know that but uh yeah no that's true yeah so he's just doing uh, america tm style things going to the big burger store he goes to the big burger store with his wife and kid they have a, a big burger lunch set, and they happily go home and sing big burger songs to each other around a big <laughs> burger fire where they are now grilling more burgers. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, his, sorry, I'm just thinking about when he, when he was playing the guitar. <laughs> And a totally different voice singing in English. By the way, it's, it's kind of weird that no one ever comments how, like, they're always speaking Japanese. In, in this American farming community. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's really great. And it, it's it's very on theme that he speaks Japanese the entire time. But he sings in English. When he opens his mouth to sing uh, and accompany his guitar playing, he's the guy from American football, <laughs> which, you know, it's like, hey, that's well, the, the perfect it, fit, right? I think it was even funnier because he's like, he's singing some kind of like, midwestern emo slow ballad you know it's like the slow song you'd hear on a, a taking back sunday album or something yes switch foot yeah exactly <laughs> uh, uh can i pull more can i pull in uh, uh, uh hawthorne heights uh, right yellow card yellow card D- uh, dashboard confessional remember mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. plain white yeah. tees uh, these are these are the touchstones for our ninja boy. <laughs> he he's really into Midwest emo and corn farming and Bitcoin mining, uh, and fixing up the Harley. Am I right? Oh yeah, and getting yeah. grease on his face, flipping the bergs on the grill with your old woman. <laughs> <laughs> and she's nagging you, right? Am I right, boys? Am I and, fellas? And, and playing with your son and his traditional Japanese oni mask. <laughs> his oni mask that somebody gave to him uh, from a quote-unquote trip. Yeah. What was the implication there? <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Is this a threat? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What it? What it? What is? What is happening here? Why? Why is this a thing? And why does it exist? Well, so what we come to figure out is that he was obviously he was in some kind of ninja gang because him and his wife one of those uh, street ninja gangs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, him and his wife through our our time with them, you know, our sh- very short time with her. Uh, they're kind of like tentatively watching the news as stories of these like weird murders pop up around the country. And it becomes clear that it's like they were part of a group of defector ninjas who are now being hunted down. Right. And so and so finally, uh, the ninjas come for him. Yes. And and they they kill his wife and kid and they think they kill him, but uh, they do not. Uh, In fact, they they fail at killing him. Uh, They suck at killing him even. It's bizarre because they definitely do kill him. I mean, they do jam a big sword through his chest. There's no denying that. They impale him on a big sword and they put like stuff in his neck. He can't breathe. Also, he's clinically dead for like 12 hours. Yeah, for like a day. He's declared dead. Yeah, on arrival. Uh, He's in the fucking morgue. We're about to get one of those uh, locked-in scenarios where you get autopsied while you're still alive kind of thing. Uh, But at the last second, he pops his eyes open, and uh, he's fine. No, he's fine. He's actually fine because of all that ninja training. He seems like he's healed up pretty well. I mean, there's obviously something going on with this guy. He's got some kind of ninja powers, right? Because, again, he can, like, breathe out black smoke and then disappear into the black smoke and and teleport around yes uh which he which he does use to do like ninja tricks uh which is kind of cool he does ninja tricks yeah <laughs> you know those ninja tricks like uh, like uh you ever go to a party and and there's that one kid who just wants to do ninja tricks the whole time you know we used to hang out and do ninja tricks down at the basketball courts because you could do like a 360 ninja shove mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. or a, like a ninja kick flip you know and uh, there was enough room that you wouldn't hurt yourself yeah uh anyway he's doing that he's doing that all over the place uh and he's got some kind of funky ninja power i think that's i think that's clear I don't know if it's magic. Maybe it's like he has techno ninja powers because that seems to be the theme, right? They're like cyber ninjas. Yeah, they, he does do. There is a quick shot of him doing traditional Naruto hand signs. Yep, yep. He throws up his hand signs. Yes, he throws up the ninja gang signs <laughs> uh, and breathes out his black smoke, uh, which can't be good for you. <laughs> I got the black lung pop. <laughs> he is clearly supposed to be the titular ninja Kamui. Yes. Right. Yeah. No. He's he's like he's the one. Yeah. Which m- explains the super godly powers, but does not explain why they send wave after wave of just meat at him, just cannon fodder. I mean, he goes through what forty, fifty low level grunts. Like he's wiping out trash mobs left and right. Why wouldn't you desert the ninja clan? Like, look, look how they treat yeah, you. Those ninjas seem like they like they kind of suck, right? Hey, uh, we're taking all the first years on a, a field trip. They're going to go try to kill the ninja Kamui. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I'm a little sick today. Can I maybe skip this one? Nope. Well, I mean, let's if we're being honest, they did. They did kill him, right? Yeah, but you know what? On a technicality, <laughs> you know, because this guy's a badass. You in a in a fair fight, he was distracted by his dead wife. Yeah, in a fair fight, you, you could, they could never take this guy. It's only because of like they were they were cheating. They invoked the death of his wife so that he would slip up. 
that classic ninja technique <laughs> of killing a guy's wife in front yeah, of him. Have you ever noticed that a lot of like classic ninja technique is just kind of being a dick, right? It's just being a piece of like, shit. Hey, dude, you threw a knife at me. What the fuck? Well, I will say that is something I found uh, very cool about under ninja. <laughs> oh yeah, was the way it takes it takes all of these incredibly stupid things about being a ninja and plays them out to their logical conclusion, which tends to be good fodder for actual funny comedy <laughs> which is good stuff i mean i do like the concept of being a ninja is just like a job that this dude hates it's a really bad job that people don't want to do after they've been one for a while they realize it's a drag but you're not allowed to leave yeah if you leave they will kill you which is what's happening which is here. what brought us to to ninja john wick in ninja Comedy. Yes. and when i say ninja john wick like i'm not just kind of being uh, flippantly general about it like he does the whole thing he gets a sledgehammer and like opens up the secret safe in his house yep that has yep. all of his old equipment on it mm -hmm. uh, he reminisces about his dead wife multiple times in the span of like 25 minutes exactly again never showing anything that we didn't already see <laughs> literally happen in the episode yeah. he's not flashing back to better times he's flashing back to earlier that day when he was talking to his wife <laughs> yeah he's only got one picture of her too uh that he burns well he burns down the whole house he burns down the whole corn farm the corn syrup burns and corn syrup is very flammable <laughs> oh no not the corn <laughs> not the corn <laughs> <laughs> the corn syrup blows up. It kills off all his uh, Bitcoin rigs. He puts on his super edge lord demon Oni mask and puts his hood up. I'm thinking on so I'm, th I'm just going to tell you what happens because we know what happens based on this one episode, right? He goes on an ever escalating series of killing people higher and higher up in the hierarchy of the of the ninja organization until he gets to the big boss and then he kills his his old ninja mentor or whatever and then that's it right what substance does this story have left to tell us well the, i get this was kind of what the roundabout way i was getting at with, with the john wick stuff but you are forgetting just uh this show doesn't deserve it but to like to be fair to the show there is one other element that we left out they introduce a pair of almost bumbling Spawn-esque cop detectives. Yes. Well, FBI detectives. FBI detectives. Uh, they're all fucking detectives. And they are clearly going to play some role in this, right? These two bumbling-ass detectives uh, are going to kind of doggedly pursue him in the, you know, in the bloody wake of his massacre. And... At some point, they'll probably link up and the cops will become involved in a big conspiracy. And a lot of the actual plotty plot plot will become contingent on how they interact with the story, which is how a lot of times these these kinds of serialized revenge fantasies uh, kind of hinge. The audience stand-in character. Yeah, the, the actual burden of narrative gets placed on these like bumbling detective assholes. Well, I mean, they do that because if we're just following around the psychopathic murderer going on a rampage <laughs> we get diminishing returns on on how much we empathize with the character right yes like i i think john wick one played its cards right with having the inciting incident be about the dog dying and not the wife dying the wife was already dead and then he got the yes. dog and the dog was the killed. dog was the final straw yes right 
I mean, it's literally kick the dog shit. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what this says about me, but I think that's a much more endearing, uh, endearing place to start for that character <laughs> than, than with the dead wife. Yeah, that he's already sad and broken, but he doesn't have anybody to, you know, externalize that rage onto because it was just a thing that happened. You can't uh, snipe cancer in the neck. You just got to accept it's it. It's like, and what, what more... What more can you do with that character after that, right? That's why I never watched the other ones, but I know they introduce the ancillary audience stand-in characters for us to go along sort with, of, with John uh, Wick. Kind, kind of. What they do in John Wick, which is sort of what I, I imagine they're going to try to do uh, with this show, is they introduce an increasingly Baroque internal world uh, so essentially, they inject the dreaded world building into John Wick. So the idea of being a hitman be- in the first movie, which is just you're a guy who gets paid to kill people, mm-hmm. uh, takes on more and more mythical status as you realize that the world of John Wick is not our world. It is a fantasy world occupied by fantasy characters. I did hear that there's like a whole uh, like mystical assassin society and they have weird code words and rituals, right? Let me just put it like this. This is how John Wick 4 opens. <laughs> uh, John Wick 4 in his, tra- his you know trademark black suit is riding a Destria through the, the Sahara Desert. He's chasing Saracens <laughs> across the desert. Uh, he managed to kill them just in time for him to arrive at uh, a beautiful kind of overhang where a sort of sheik has set up uh, a hookah and uh, is, is morning uh, breakfast of, of grapes and dates. And he beckons for John to sit and they have a discussion about the rules of the fantasy world they inhabit. That's how the movie opens. And then he goes, you can't possibly kill me because in this fantasy world, I am one of the top men. And then John Wick goes, I don't care and plugs him in the face. Uh, and that's how we know John is a cool guy. Wow. So that's that's basically, I think, where they're going to be taking this. They're going to be increasingly making the world itself weirder as a stand-in for making the character himself have any kind of interesting wrinkles, uh, which he does not. Well, they've already started off in a much more fantastical scenario than than John Wick 1 started off in, right? We, we already have the knowledge that there is some kind of clandestine cyber ninja society out there. Right. That's already bigger than than the the mob story that was John Wick. Yeah, sort of, sort of. Again, I would say the assassin society in John Wick is like, again, Baroque. Uh, It is just as mythological as any kind of ninja clan. By the time you get to the second movie, the amount of uh, ridiculous shit they have pounded into that story uh is as insane as any kind of techno ninja bullshit yeah i don't know uh, uh but of course john wick does not have a a, a friendly bumbling cop detective duo to uh shadow him around i mean that's just uh that's just the trope right the zenigata you gotta have the bumbling detective yes to kind of hang out of ground it <laughs> well i i said spawn earlier because i like those two their names escape me right now i think one of them's itch something itchy and twitchy <laughs> itchy and twitchy i like those two guys 
They are because well because they are grotesque. I mean, everybody, everybody in Spawn is grotesque. Yeah, everybody in Spawn is grotesque. That's what I like about Spawn. Speaking of grotesque, I do want to point out this is a thing, and this is not exclusive to Ninja Kamui. I have been seeing this more and more and more, uh, even in some stuff I want to talk about later. The female detective. Go on. Did you pick up on her hairstyle? Ye- well, I know that she was rocking kind of like a, a mullet ponytail thing. She has what is essentially a, a bob, like a, almost kind of a pixie cut, but with a four foot long rat tail. When I saw it, I was thinking of Witch from Mercury. Yes, exactly. This, is, this isn't exclusive to these two. I've been seeing it more and more in new series. This horrifying truly awful hairstyle for for women almost always women i've seen a couple men have it but this like short cut and then just one little rat tail that comes out of the back or sometimes even the top of the head and goes like down to their ass this is i I mean there has been you know we've we're living in 50 years now of truly disgusting awful anime haircuts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is one of the worst ones i despise this one uh, bottom bottom five i would say for sure i already didn't like rat tails you see it's it's funny we're ragging on this design but if somebody like Araki did something with this in jojo you know it would look good i'm gonna try to doc i guess i'll try to document these as we see them yeah um but god damn it i hate those so much i agree uh not a good look not a good look all right uh, i mean you know there's lots of bad anime hairstyles too many to list off the antenna era we lived through the antenna era well it was the gokus and the yugis you know uh, the Gons. <laughs> I, again, I like God because that one has a punchline. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's stop talking about anime hair. We've already stopped talking about <laughs> Ninja Kamui. The, also, that's the most notable thing about Ninja Kamui is, is that one instance of the hair. That's yeah. the only thing that's going to be culturally relevant when this oh, show yeah, is done. Yeah, I guess we should mention the, the main ninja boss. That he that he hacks up right at the end of the episode. He's got weird hair. He's got like oh these, he has like dreads. He's got like these weird uh, dread braid, but they're like uh, albino white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, somehow that doesn't break the ninja rules. Like, isn't there a dress code? I don't understand. I mean, where are they getting all of the ninjas? Right for the level of technology and and training those guys seem to exhibit mm-hmm. uh, uh how are you filling that many slots and going through them that fast well because that's what i want to know you have like a a whole breed you have like a whole breeding system you you know oh these are farm raised ninjas these are farm raised ninjas these are uh, farm to table ninjas <laughs> like in hell's paradise remember they they come from the ninja village right right uh or or like in under ninja where it's a minimum wage job yeah ninja dumb is essentially a, a low level extension of the government itself so it's it's a kind of a make work program <laughs> But they they really don't care about wasting these dudes at all. They're just fodder. They're just meat puppets. Uh, I guess I guess we should round out with talking about the uh, the fact that they reveal that he's not a white guy. He is in fact uh, him and his wife. And I guess 
I guess his kid <laughs> oh, too. Oh, we didn't even mention that. Yeah. It turns out he was wearing white face the whole time. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not the same thing. It's not He was we- he was wearing America face. He <laughs> literally had a sheet of paper glued over his face. <laughs> You, you make and it sound like the, the thing, spy mask from TF2. <laughs> it is. It literally is. No, he had some kind of high tech, like a uh, few Mission Impossible, you know, uh, nano whatever, nano machine <laughs> mask that he pulls off. Right? Yeah, it glitches it's out. It's an illusion mask. It's an illusion mask. Whoa! And he pulls it off, and he's just a Japanese guy underneath it, which is. Why? Uh, and then it suddenly makes sense why him and his family exclusively speak Japanese in a small American town. <laughs> Talk about a completely unnecessary element. And not only that, it, it reveals that uh, his kid never knew what his own face looked like. <laughs> like his child had been wearing this advanced uh, white face technology since birth. <laughs> To hide his identity as a ninja. This kid did a ninja kickflip out of his mom and was immediately, he had immediately had a mask slapped onto his little baby face. Never even knew it. <laughs> oh my God, this kid thinks he's white. Oh no. It just it reminds me of that joke from um, Kung Pao. You know, we trained him wrong as a joke. Yeah, we, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there is a thing in some stories and this is this is essentially the unforced error of screenwriting where you introduce a wrinkle for no reason it has no utility to the plot you're trying to uh, articulate and in fact introduces unnecessary and distracting complications <laughs> to a story that can only make the the progression of the narrative suffer and this is one of them the fact that this guy <laughs> was pretending to be white the whole episode and then is revealed to be a completely different guy at the end. Now, you say, well, wait a second. Wasn't he in hiding? Of course he's going to wear a mask. Yeah, sure. Plastic surgery. Wait, you think that's... Growing a beard. Do you th- <laughs> I don't know. Wearing a hat all the time. <laughs> Literally anything other than what they did. Uh, would have been better. I don't know. It was pretty convincing. He had me fooled. He sure had you fooled. You thought he was a blonde guy, and then he turned out to be a brunette. That's fucking crazy, dog. Oh, and I guess, like, you know, the fight scenes had an interesting animation style to them. I guess we could throw that in there. I don't know. I, that's, that's something I brought up earlier. The animation was very hit or miss for me because, overall... It reminded me, at least it must have been something about the the way it was colored and shaded because it reminded me very heavily of those Castlevania, like Western anime style uh, shows, you know, that or Blood of uh, Blood of Zeus, I think another show is called Um, it it just there. I don't know if it's like the program that they're using to animate it or what but it gave me like heavy heavy vibes from that and it's not something that i that i generally think of positively i think it's uh yeah it's i think it's kind of like over over stylized in a way like everyone's face is very creased (laughs) like you ever notice that in that in that style yeah everyone's got weird angular faces that are all like kind of twisted into weird rictus grins well can i tell you what i think it is what what do you think it is you know i'm not sure about this but I have seen this thing, uh, similar things in other anime and, and other animation in general. And I think 
it's not rotoscoping, right? Mm-hmm. But it feels to me like an over-reliance on reference material because the action is very highly choreographed and choreographed in, in uh, interesting ways. Like the action itself makes sense in a physical way that a lot of action scenes in animes don't. Yeah. But the perspective on all the action is off. Mm-hmm. So spatially the movements don't make sense in the animated, like the animated space. Right. The The sense of space and movement is like off compared to the background or the distance between the characters themselves. So it feels like there is a very high fidelity movement going on and choreography going on, but the actual framing and setting of of the animation as action in an animated space feels completely off. I I know exactly what you're talking about. And to me, it feel it, it manifests as like every action that I'm seeing lacks the appropriate feeling of weight that it needs to make it work. Right. Everything feels very kind of like floaty and I don't know, not over fluid, but it just it doesn't feel like there's any impact uh, when when stuff happens. Yeah, I really think it's one of those things where it's like it's it's a reference material thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, again, I'm I'm totally guessing, but that's what it feels like to me, especially based on some of the the way I've watched, I've I've rubbernecked on some animation uh, channels online and and people watching people uh, film themselves for reference material, and then you know using that to create their animations. And I feel like sometimes when they do that, they emphasize the wrong details of movement, right? Mm -hmm. And it also takes you further away from that, like, kind of pure animation aesthetic, which is, like, it's not based on choreography. It is an exaggeration of human movement. Yeah. It is trying to capture the essence of movement without expressing the, the realistic aspects of movement. Uh, sort of like an impressionistic painting is not trying to capture the hard-edged details of the subject. It is capturing, capturing. I, I know you're. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is. Yeah. Uh, what am I trying to say here? You know, it's not using the medium in in the way that it should be used. Right. You're not trying to animate to recreate like what is on film, like what's being referenced, right? Yeah. You want the animation to feel bigger than life, bigger than something that could be filmed while still giving the impression of it actually happening. Yeah. You want to evoke something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Not impressed. Uh, Like I said, I don't think that we were, we were going to be continuing (laughs) on with this series to uh you know anyway so i i um, i definitely didn't hate it but like going back to the john wick thing there's no point in continuing to watch it because the story is done <laughs> yeah we know everything about this character and this world and this narrative from the first 25 minutes of this show so thanks guys you saved us a lot of time i mean you know in film school they call that efficient storytelling yeah no kidding i mean you get in and out in 25 minutes i keep saying Movies should be 90 minutes, but hey, uh, maybe movies should be 25 minutes. And maybe anime series should be 90 minutes. I think anime series should be 90 minutes. Maybe like a 10-minute episodes. Nine 10-minute episodes, that's it. Yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) You know what? 
the animation uh, would probably improve for a lot of these shows, and the work-life balance of the animators would definitely improve. <laughs> oh, there you have it. Uh, Ninja Kamui broke our confidence in the anime format. Ninja Kamui, there you have it. <laughs> our, our official review of Ninja Kamui. Uh, okay, let's talk about a better show, because we both watched a different show. Uh, incredible. We did. We did. Not a mid-season premiere, uh, a regular season premiere that we just skipped. Yeah, this, well, yeah, I'm not skipping it now. This is something that I had talked about wanting to watch when we did our uh, winter season preview, uh, you know, hopes and, and aspirations episode. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. You kind of, you had a shifty look to you and you said, uh, maybe you'd give it a shot. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so I did. I went and gave it a shot. Um, uh, thoroughly disgusted by what I found, but at least I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am talking about uh, The Foolish Angel Dances with the Devil. Yes. Wow. What a title. Yeah. Did you watch this? I did watch this, yes. Did you watch the first episode? I watched the first episode, yes. Okay. So uh, this is essentially a what I'm calling a, a Kaguya-sama ripoff essentially uh, really yeah wow well, that is an interesting take that's that's I- expressly where they go starting in episode two uh which i'm guessing you didn't watch i did watch okay episode two well that's what that's what i got from it it is a a kind of a comedic rom-com story about about two opposing personalities uh, that are more alike than than they want to admit, kind of falling for each other and trying to one up each other. That's what I yeah. got. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely it's that it's similar in that regard for sure. Yeah, uh, and and in this case, it is about a a devil boy, uh, an uptown boy, and a city girl. Debuduman. <laughs> it's about a debuduman. Uh, and and he's he's the new kid in high school, and he's been sent there to. I'm unclear on his goals. Like there is a a you know uh, a hell and heaven, and they are yeah. at war with each other. And do you want us to? Well, hold on, because I, I have a lot to say about that. I think it's a fundamental part of this show. Do you want to start there? Yeah, with the premise? yeah. Let's start there. Let's start with the premise. In in this world, uh, heaven and hell, demons and angels are at war with each other. And our our main boy, Aruma. No, that's somebody else. <laughs> I, I I feel like his his name is not Akuma, but it's close enough because they couldn't be. Oh, Ak- Akutsu. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and he is a he's a little devil boy, and he's been sent to this high school in Japan to, I don't know, uh, stir up sympathy for for the devils. Is that what he's sympathy doing? Sympathy for the devil. You're yeah. right. He's there to get sympathy for the devil. Play the lick. <laughs> play, we had to pay for that, you know. Play the riff. I don't care. Uh, fair use. <laughs> And and he gets there, and on his first day of of transferring into the school, he he falls in love with the with the cutest. Let's call her petite girl in class, the one blonde chick. Yes, uh, and and he, nothing suspicious about that. Uh, and and wouldn't you know it? He is surprised to find out that she's an angel, and she's there to to root out little devils like him. Yes, he he meets her 
almost immediately they do the meet cute where he sits behind, uh, next to her at the back of the class after mm-hmm. transferring in. And here's the thing I made. I, I don't know why this caught me so hard, but when he asks a fellow classmate who she is, because he's immediately starstruck. As you do. Yes. They describe her as, and can you please help me with this? They describe her as a half and a Kiko Kushijo. I was also confused by that, and I kind of just wrote it off because within the same sentence, the main character is also confused by that terminology. Yes. He doesn't know what it means either. He doesn't know what it means either. This struck me, I mean, I don't remember a lot about the show. I mean, I remember a fair amount, but this line struck me very hard because, uh, excuse me? First of all, she's a half is, I I get that part. That is mildly offensive, I would say. (laughs) Just straight up. Wait, is, Uh, is, is... They're calling her a half-breed. They're calling her a half-breed. She's, because she has blonde hair. Oh, oh, is that what you were getting at? I thought, because she was short, I thought they were calling her, like, a halfling, like, from Lord of the Rings. Half-pint? She's (laughs) a half-pint. Yeah. Uh, no, dude, no. It's because she has blonde hair. They're calling her a halfsies. Oh, uh, they're they're calling her a half breed. Okay, well, okay, so casual racism, a demi gaijin. <laughs> so that's already pretty offensive. Um, but what the fuck is a a Kiko a Kiko Kushijo? This has to also this also immediately sounds like it's incredibly offensive. Have you looked it up yet? Just the way they say it. No, should I Google it? Yeah, no. Tell me how to spell it. Okay, no, I got, I got, I, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm googling it. I'll Google it. <clears throat> Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, oh God. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What does it mean? (laughs) They called them... uh, So, basically, the the roundabout way is it refers to uh, children of Japanese people um, who grow up abroad and then come back to Japan. The translations vary from such things as sojourn children... Uh, returnees or third culture kids. Wow, that last one seems very specific and uh, very um, malicious. This is some protectionist shit. Uh, this is bad. This is not good. Who boy? We can't. We can't let them come back. Uh, they might bring non-Japanese ideals with yeah, them. Yeah, they'll they'll never be real Japanese. Oh man, that's fucked up. That is, wow. <laughs> uh, just like, damn, dude. This is but, how the boy who is in love with her describes yeah, her. I was about to say, like, this is the dude that proclaims that he is in love with her and has been rejected five times and keeps going back. Yeah, which also, dude, come on, man. Uh, you know what? Uh, not having standards, that's valid tech. <laughs> <laughs> Just being completely shameless, even in the face of uh, complete certainty of defeat. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a real strat right there. Yeah, I'm sure that's not uh, self-destructive in any way. So my thing, okay, so my thing about the premise here, well, let me back up. Let me back up two, two steps. Okay. One, I actually like this show. Okay. I think it's not bad. It's better than I thought. Two, the humor all comes in completely different directions than I thought it was going to come from. It it really surprised me uh, in a lot of ways, uh, especially in the way that it uses 
uh, let's say, non-traditional animation to make punchlines, which I really like. I, I did appreciate that. You know, there yeah. were some good visual gags. There's a lot of good visual gags. They often use a lot of like weird clip art or like actual photographic uh, cutouts. Yeah. Um, sometimes they do cool things like the frame uh, turns into a piece of paper and gets crumpled at one point, which I thought was really cool. See, that's fun. They do a lot of stuff like that in uh, Bochi the Rock as well. That's one of the reasons yeah. I liked that one. Yes. I, I think that stuff's great. Yeah. I, uh, anything that, that gives you any reason to play around with the format, uh, I'm yes. all for, right? I really like that. The single worst thing about this show is that it has to perpetuate its premise. Mm -hmm. And its premise is awful. It is actively detrimental to the show. If we had entered like Ninja Kamui in media res and we just were left to our own devices to assume why the angel and the devil were in this world, this show would be a thousand times better immediately. But the fact that they have to spin this thing where it's like, oh, he's there to find a new leader for hell because the demons are too apathetic to fight back against heaven. So they need a new charismatic leader, which is already ringing Hitler bells like up and down the fucking street, by the way. Yeah, I don't like the implication there. Don't even need to get into that. But that is so fucking stupid. And it tramples on every attempt to like establish any kind of like naturalistic relationship between these characters and the world they exist in is I've I actively like try to hit myself on the head and forget that that's a part of the show so that I can enjoy like the fun parts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's my big thing about the premise. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I don't have anything to add to that. I don't like the premise. I, I think that... It's terrible. I think it would be even better if you just took out the whole the whole demon angel aspect uh, to begin with. I don't think it adds anything, really. I like, I like that they're angels and devils, but we could have played this completely straight where he's a devil, he's there to, like, tempt people into doing bad things, and she's an angel, and she's supposed to be there to, like, try to tempt people into doing good things. What, what is wrong with that? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think anything's wrong with it. I mean, I don't. Maybe it wasn't flashy enough to get picked up by a publisher. Maybe. Maybe they needed to add, like, what is, what is the added, what is added by having this world building uh, surrounding <laughs> what is the, it? What is the value add there? Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, what I'm still trying to wrap my head around that I wasn't expecting going into this because yeah. basically when I read the plot summary, I thought it was going to be what you just described, right? Yeah. Uh, what I wasn't anticipating were the heavy BDSM themes going on there. Like the fact that she pegs him for <laughs> in the first episode she pegs him that's correct and she puts she puts one of those uh lock collars on him what do they yeah. call those things promise collars yeah what is it uh, a dog collar uh, is what i would call it i mean it's straight up a dog collar yes it is some it is some bdsm shit but like she, right off she the clocks bat. him as a demon right away and she's like all right i'm here to exterminate exterminate devils and so I'm going to toy with him because uh, she has some kind of uh, sadistic streak when it comes to, yeah. to killing devils. She's an asshole. Yeah. Like, she sucks. Straight up, she, she's a fucking asshole at the beginning of the show. She's a jerk. And her whole thing is that she wants to, like, uh, sexually humiliate him. And she threatens to do so many, many times. Yeah. 
And then, I don't know, it seems like, does that keep coming up? Because it feels like they drop that almost immediately in in the second episode when it shifts much more to the, like, they're really more like classmates just trying to get one up on each other. It doesn't come up as much, but there is definitely an aspect of it, especially later on where sometimes it, it, it the, the whole power side of it is unclear because when she collars the demon with her angelic powers it binds him to her and he and he has to like obey her whims or whatever you know that traditional kind of shit yeah uh, <laughs> really you know and, uh, page one stuff yeah uh, but apparently, like, it's also triggered by her emotions. So some later on in the show, it does just go off accidentally sometimes. So she is having a nap or something, and it triggers his collar, and he very forcefully tries to make out with the, the bartender at a bar he's at <laughs> uh, for no reason, um, which is very strange. There's also many, many jokes about him fucking his teacher for some reason. Hmm. Um, which is very strange. Yeah. Don't like that. Just like, huh, that's, that's not great. All right. But it cools off a little bit, especially when more of the like actual romance stuff kind of leaks in. I feel like that, the hard edge of the, that side of the humor stuff kind of like bleeds out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Well, I only I only watched the first two episodes. It sounds like you watched all six of the ones that are out. I watched six episodes of this. Okay, so you, you loved this. <laughs> I did not love this. I definitely did not love this. And I love this less and less as more of the battle manga shit crept in. That's always a killer for me. I'm so, I'm so over the battle manga stuff. And it's like, you know, I know it's one of the bigs right now. Season two just ended, but I was reading the Jujutsu Kaisen manga and, and it just came to a dead stop for my interest as soon as it got out of the, uh, Shibuya arc. And it got just kind of into the more like, all right, we're doing stand battle death game. And I was so fucking bored. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I dipped. Yes. uh, A lot of people, it seems like a lot of people have problems, um, with how, how hard it turns, uh, into the the death game stuff. Uh, even though I think there is like some really great stuff because of that, there is a part later on in Jujutsu Kaisen where the U.S. military discovers a sorcerer energy and assumes that it works like oil, so they invade Japan to get it, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. That is funny as hell. Um, <laughs> it's really good. I mean, we would, we would do that, folks. We would. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> they got it. They got us good. They they know us. Yeah. They send Marines to kidnap Jujutsu sorcerers so that they could extract energy from them, which is uh, it's that's perfect. I mean, that is perfect. You got to admit. But yes, uh, it, it becomes a lot of explaining different moves, which is one of the big problems of the first few arcs. Mm hmm. Is when it stops down to explain moves, but you know it's anime. Well, that's kind of what we signed up for, right? I guess. I guess. I don't know. I, I I like when it's just being funny and playful with the characters interacting with each other because I think there is a lot. All of the good stuff of Foolish Angel dances with the devil is when the two characters are just 
bouncing off of each other in fun ways. I I mean, I can see that. I don't know if I'm going to continue on with it. Uh, it. It wasn't doing a whole lot for me, uh, even with the good the good visual gags that it had in there. Yeah. So I don't know. The beginning of episode six, there is a 10-minute sequence where she is caught in a bad dream about him. And the bad dream takes place. It it morphs into a dating game, like an Otome game. <laughs> but the Otome game is glitching out, and she can't control like which parts are breaking at any time. So like the text gets mistranslated, <laughs> and then the graphics stop working, and they start like glitching out and duplicating. So like his face keeps getting copy pasted all over the screen and stuff, which is very See, good. on paper. On paper, that sounds cool as hell. Yeah, I really like it. I I really like that joke. It's very funny. Uh, I just I just don't think that it has the. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think the animation has what it takes to to live up to that concept for me in yeah. my head. I don't know. I don't think it definitely doesn't have the juice to be like good, good, but mm-hmm. I will say I, I accidentally started watching episode six at, for the first one. <laughs> accidentally. Accidentally. I had no idea where the story would start anyway. So I honestly did think it, it did start in media res. I was, I was fooled completely. <laughs> and episode six like starts with that joke. And I thought that joke was so good that I actually was like, okay, fine. I'll go back and I'll watch the episodes up to this episode. And so just as a pitch, that's my pitch. Is like, I thought that joke was strong enough to make me watch the other ones. All right, let's see here. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. You want to talk about some manga, huh? I want to talk about some manga. You want to uh, talk about some manga? I want to talk about some some anime on an inked page. That's what I want to talk right, about. All right, all right, all right. We could talk about some manga. Uh, you want to just take a, a blind poke at one of these and I'll tell you about it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I want to know, as we've established, I like eating. Uh, so, <laughs> so the title diner jumps out to me right away. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh, tell me about no. diner. Okay. This might be the worst one on this list, but let's go, let's go for it. Um, uh, <laughs> diner by, uh, Hirayama Yumeaki and Kawaii Takanori. Diner is a sort of horror action manga about a woman who is enslaved and forced to work at a diner. <laughs> it's, it's, um, uh, that, that sounds dark. It's dark. It is extraordinarily dark, uh, to the, almost to the point of parody. I mean, is it, is it like a, an under, a creepy underworld diner or like a diner where, oh, you, where monsters eat? You bet your ass it is a creepy underworld diner. You are absolutely correct. Okay. The story starts with our girl. Our girl is pretty broke and her life sucks. And, uh, she's, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of writing about like how she's she regrets uh, not becoming a housewife and having a kid, which is real eye rolly to me. Is like, come on. Uh, but it, the whole point being, she has regrets about her life and how she's ended up kind of as a deadbeat. And she decides to take odd jobs, and for whatever reason, uh, the odd job she takes is uh, as a getaway driver. Okay. For the couple from the diner in pulp fiction. Oh, uh, so they're they're going full on full on the nose. Tim Roth. <laughs> is it Tim it, Roth? It is it's uh, it is those characters and they they call each other Bunny and Pumpkin, just like in the movie. Uh but they do not look like those characters. Uh the uh the man is a huge offensive uh caricature of a Mexican guy 
Uh, <laughs> and the the other one is a very offensive character of essentially a prostitute. Uh, <laughs> you know, wonderful. Yeah, love it. Uh, so great, so great. So just like in Pulp Fiction, the robbery itself goes very wrong for Bunny and Pumpkin, and the getaway is uh, rough. Let's say things go sour. Yeah. Uh, would you call it a botched job? I would say it's a botched job. Yeah. I don't, we don't know exactly what happened, but we can assume, uh, they do run into a Samuel L. Jackson and shit gets, uh, shit goes sideways mm-hmm. in the escape. Shit also goes sideways because our main girl, our girl here is, she has an unfortunate streak of justice and she refuses to run over a baby in order to escape. <laughs> Wow, what a uh, bitch. I know. Well, it turns out the baby was fake. It was a setup to stop the car so that they could be taken by the Yakuza. It was a setup baby. It was a setup baby. It was a little ugly baby doll. Oh. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, when she wakes up. I hate it when I'm trying to run over a baby and it ends up being a doll. <laughs> you're tr- Well, you hate it when you're trying to avoid the baby, surely. I'm oh, sure I that's mean, what yeah, you meant, no, right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, yeah. you were oh, trying yeah. to avoid the baby. That's, yes, yeah. of course. So when, when uh, these three characters wake up, they are in the traditional um, empty Yakuza warehouse uh, being tortured. Uh, this is familiar to all of us, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We see very graphic torture of the man. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to get into details, but they really revel in the violence of that. There is, again, yet another very offensive caricature of a person I'm, I believe is supposed to be Thai or possibly some some south asian person because they make weird uh references to how he can't speak japanese very well uh and he's got crazy fucking tattoos that are made to look like his skin is translucent which actually kind of is kind of cool because like it it looks like you can see his internal organs and his lungs and stuff and his brain that's that's pretty cool you got to admit yeah no, I'm, 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 I'm actually, I'm scrolling through the first chapter right now, just to get oh, an idea. Man. And oh, I see, man. I see what you're talking about. He's got like these weird, yes. uh, like snake tattoos all over his arms. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. It's cool. I mean, that part's kind of cool. Anyway, you know, these these girls are stripped naked and beaten and told that they're going to be sold into sexual slavery. Man, I hate Mondays. Yep. When there are no buyers for either of these girls, because apparently they are, to, they are not attractive enough. Even to be sexual slaves. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how that works. Yeah, which is not made clear by the art. They're pretty much the standard generic anime girl. They are instead driven out into the countryside, beaten and then buried up to their necks, and then beaten some more just, you know, for good measure, I guess. Uh, at the last second, the, the our, ma- our main girl is begging for her life. She's like, I, I deserve to live. I can do something. Uh, I can, I can, and the only thing that comes to her because she's lived a, a miserable, useless existence is she yells out, I can cook. Uh-huh. Uh, not, not in the Heisenberg way, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, she means it literally. And, uh, so our main dude, there's like a main Yakuza guy. He's like, okay, pull her up. Just kill the other one. That was, that was it. That was enough. Like, Oh, she can cook. All right, that, that's cool. Somebody, it turns out that somebody buys her because she says she can cook. Now, this is a little weird because when she wakes up, she is uh, at the eponymous diner. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner of the diner is this very suave but also scary-looking dude. He makes lots of 
references to how the other uh, waitresses at his diner have been killed by customers. And he begins describing her job to her, which is essentially like licking the toilet clean and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, serving murderers uh, food and drink. Making fake accounts to give them five stars on Yelp reviews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She apparently, the, and this is the baffling part, of course. Uh, the, the, her duties apparently do not include cooking at all, so I don't understand why we went through the entire setup to begin Wait, with. Wait, so so she doesn't even get <laughs> she, to cook? She doesn't cook. Uh, she just serves the food. She's the waitress. Waitresses She's just a waitress. Generally, generally serve the food and don't cook. So don't under... I don't... I, I don't understand what... Why. I just... I, I feel like there's I a don't. leap here. A leap in logic that I'm missing. Yeah, I think we we maybe did something. Something got lost in the shuffle. Anyway, she she's plucky. She's scared out of her mind, but she doesn't want to die. Uh, she does some kind of sick-ass mind game moves to ensure that this dude won't just, like, throw her in the trash. Uh, by, actually, by hiding an extraordinarily expensive bottle of vodka that he can't afford to lose. Not a bad move. Not a bad move. Uh, our girl's Our girl's pretty smart when it comes down to it. And she begins living her life as a, an under, an underworld waitress, horrifying weirdos come down to the diner and they're freaks and they do awful, awful things. And their stories kind of unfold in these episodes of them, like coming into the diner and ordering food. So it shifts uh, into like an episodic kind of thing where she, it's more like about, about the various customers that come in on on that day or whatever. Like, I'm just yes. like, what is, is there an overarching plot to this? I think the overarching plot is us discovering kind of the mystery behind the, the owner of the diner and the mystery of the diner itself. Like it, its purpose in the underworld and uh, the, the various weirdos that come through. We learn a lot of the stories. So a lot of the characters seem to have prior relationships with uh, the proprietor of the diner. So that's interesting. We're also huh. learning about her and like what, how far she's willing to go to survive and what she's willing to do to like maintain her sense of justice. For example, in one of the episodes, because she's feeling sorry for one of these killers because his daughter has been kidnapped by other killers. Sure. Uh, she decides to help him by playing a game of blackjack. Except in this version of blackjack, uh, you are dealt chips when you lose. The chips are all honed to razor edge, and when you get them, you have to put them in your mouth. Okay, and then what? Like, do you have to swallow? They slice up your mouth and tongue oh. when they're in there, and the more chips you have, the more you have to put in your mouth, and by the end of the round, if you are the person in last place, the person in first place has to punch you in the face. <laughs> Who came up with this game? Uh, murderers, obviously. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. Is this the kind of establishment that a one Jonathan Wick would would uh, patronize? Absolutely. This would this would slot very neatly into the uh, Wickiverse, except it's not high scale enough. It is uh, kind of a lower class uh, establishment compared to the the various hotels uh -huh. that are, are managed in the John Wickiverse. <laughs> this is really more of a dive compared to those places. And and the clientele are are not exactly sophisticated assassins. 
they're just pieces of shit. So what kind of food do you serve to to assassins and killers and thugs like that? Well, he makes uh, really nice uh, handmade cannolis at one point. Well, that's a stereotype. I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of mafia references, lots of mafia movie references uh, splattered about. He makes like uh, a kind of uh, boiled twice over fish soup at one point. You know, stuff like that, really. So... (laughs) The criminals really love bouillabaisse. They do love bouillabaisse. And, uh, cr- you know, the thing about the way the stories play out, though, is that the criminals often don't... The criminals? They often don't get the... Uh, the criminals don't often get the <laughs> opportunity to eat before uh, violent altercations break out. Um, so we talk about food every once in a while, but it does it very rarely makes it into anyone's stomach. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. That's like the whole point of Dungeon Meshies. You have to have a proper meal before you go fight. Uh, The owner's dog does get introduced a little bit later, and I think the dog does eat a lot of the food off the floor. And then it gets killed by Keanu Reeves. (laughs) The dog, I refuse, the the dog will not die. That is not going to happen in this manga. I I reject that reality. The dog is not going to fucking die. (laughs) The dog is going to be fine. I'm certain of it. I will redraw the chapters if I have to. That dog is going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This one, this is, this is walking a very fine line because this has one toe in just really bad taste edgelordism constantly, but there is a kind of a, a flair to it that I think is fun. There's some I mean, fun stuff does in here. It, does it, I don't know, does it dial itself in? Because I feel like a lot of manga... Uh, they kind of go for that that edge lord over the top uh, aspect to shock people and kind of draw in readers in the first couple chapters, and then they kind of settle into a more grounded take on whatever they're trying to go for. You know what I mean? I definitely don't think they are settling into a more grounded version of the premise, but I do think the authors understand that. Edgelordism is a strong ingredient to go into the cooking euphemism, right? Mm-hmm. It is uh, it is pungent, right? It's like uh, you know, it's a, it's a very strong spice, and you can't your whole dish can't be spice, right? You need a, a, a nice neutral base, and then the spice has to complement that base, right? You ever put too much nutmeg on something? It's awful. I yes, I I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that, yes. Uh, on a Slurpee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. That was a bad time. Yeah. Well, same principle here. Yes, exactly the same principle here. If they had put too much nutmeg in the Slurpee, it would become inedible. But I think they are playing just around the edges, almost like a kind of high-class eggnog where... Uh, you know, you're you're very close for the the nutmeg to kind of be overwhelming, but not enough to like make it distasteful. So I, I it could tip over, it could boil over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice, nice. At any point, I like that. But as far as I read, it it's still right up on that edge. Okay. So I don't know. It's it's all right. It's weird. So it's got that going for it. Well, I like weird. Damn, that's some manga. All right. I wish, uh, you you'd, want- I wish you'd asked me about the werewolf girl. The next time. Oh, okay. Got to keep some of these in the back pocket, you know? <laughs> okay, fine.
We would be uh, remiss as the number one anime news podcast to not even mention the tragedy of the Funimation. Let's not call it a merger. It's it's more like what a white blood cell does to a pathogen. It just it got <laughs> absorbed in a, a uh, John Carpenter's The Thing X fashion. Yes. Two organisms were placed in a cage together <laughs> and the bigger <laughs> one ate the smaller one. Uh, it was a real Thunderdome situation, really. Yes. So Funimation and Crunchyroll went head-to-head, and uh, as we said at the time, whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> Let them fight. And now we are in the process of losing. And if you were one of the, I hate to you know shoot you so straight, but if you were one of the absolute suckers who subscribed to the Funimation uh, <laughs> anime subscription service... Uh, you are homeless. You are anime homeless now. You've been actively screwed out of any money you may have given those people. Yeah, these people basically took your hard cash and spit in your face. And I I just want to dispel you of what they may have convinced you of in that you have to immediately run tail between your legs straight to Crunchyroll, right? Yeah. You we'll- don't have to do that. There are alternatives I know it doesn't seem like that because Crunchyroll is everywhere we look, but there are alternatives to Crunchyroll. You can watch anime legally in other places. It's true. You know, uh, I have no love for those uh, one percenter fat cat Crunchyroll bigwigs. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Oh, me neither. And I think that a a lot of this stuff is already on streaming services you may be totally legally and totally above board to subscribe to, right? Exactly, exactly. Or maybe even some sites you hadn't considered yet. Maybe yeah. you haven't even heard of them. Yeah, you know, let the let the kids from the back of the class have a have a turn. Yeah, yeah, just cuz Crunchyroll has their own VTuber and merch store and convention and their own PlayStation app doesn't mean you have to fucking dive directly into their arms. You can go other places. You know, I I, I found a couple on uh, a little innocuous website you may have heard of called Hulu. Uh, yes, it's true. Hulu has anime these oh, days. Oh, Hulu, Hulu, right? The ABC subsidiary. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, the. Well, ABC <laughs> slash Disney slash uh, Time Warner Starbucks. <laughs> now, I have been a loyal Hulu member since, I want to say, 2007. Early adopter. Very early adopter. Back when they didn't even have ads. They would just give you free television, even if you were in your school library avoiding class. <laughs> you could just <laughs> pop in. Open up a website back when, uh, you know, most people didn't know that you could use computers this way and just sit there and uh, watch Lost instead of going to your physics class. Those were the days. So I have a lot of nostalgia for the the Hulu streaming service. And now you're telling me there's anime on there? It's true. They, you can finally get your anime fix from Hulu. Uh, you know, it... 
say say that you're some hapless pervert some <laughs> some horrible disgusting man with no taste and no some morals. sweaty dipshit yeah just some awful sweaty <laughs> needs your cartoons dipshit maggot of a person uh w- you know what i'm describing is of course the average mashoku tensei fan yes uh you almost certainly think a joke in konosuba has been funny at some point in your life <laughs> well guess what you can get both uh, konosuba and mashoku tensei injected directly into your eyeball veins right here on Hulu. Holy shit. They got both seasons. Both seasons of Mashoku Tensei. That's right. Two seasons of a little baby being a pervert about <laughs> sucking on tits. Uh, a baby with the mind of a man, uh, mind you. <laughs> that sounds perfect for you, you little weirdo. Yeah. You little inexplicably wet weirdo. Get yourself on over there. Hey, maybe you don't like that. Maybe you want some, uh, you know, haphazardly regurgitated nostalgia bait because they got Trigun Stampede on there, too. Oh, shit. Next, you're going to tell me there's some reboots to other classic anime on there. Uh, well, you know what? They got Su- Sailor Moon Super. Remember that? Oh, uh, shit. Nobody remembers that because nobody <laughs> watched it. And so how much do I have to pay to watch ads in between each episode of these anime? Uh, okay, so t- adjusting for calculations, carry the two times that uh, you literally are paying $345 per 20-minute episode watched. Now, does that account for the uh, the recouped uh, advertising money that the company gets back for your eyeballs? Uh, no, you actually, this is a brand new marketing strategy that Disney's trying out. Uh, you pay for the ads as well. I, interesting. That Now that is innovative. <laughs> uh, I, I'm only slightly exa- exaggerating, but it is like <laughs> shit, like $16 a month or something for Hulu <laughs> with ads right now. Another like four dollars on top of that to get the ads turned off. It's fucked up. It's it's not. Uh, 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 yeah, I take it back. Don't go to Hulu. It's a silly place. <laughs> Can I counter now? Of course, everybody knows uh, famous ABC subsidiary Hulu.com. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think a lot fewer people uh, are aware of the underground cult classic streaming site Tubi TV. Now, don't worry, just because they couldn't get Tubi.com and had to settle for TubiTV.com, despite their company being named Tubi, that does not mean that they're trying to steal your personal information. They are only in the business Wait, of why providing do, why, you... Wait, why did you bring up the thing about the personal information? It has nothing to do with stealing your personal information. At no point do they try to steal your personal information during the registration process where you have to give them all your personal information. That is all anonymized on the back end and is not sold to any subsidiaries of any big companies. Okay, that all seems above board. I think I'm, I think I'm on board with that. Yeah. Now, of course, you know what they say, uh, there's no free lunch. And they do say that, don't they? Yes, yes. And since we're living in modern era, we now have updated to there is no free anime. But guess what? Guess what, motherfucker? Tubi is offering you free anime. What? No cost. No subscription cost. They're just giving away the anime? They're just giving away the anime. For free? For free. Uh, And you know what? When uh, the product is free, you're not the product. No, 
No, it, the pro- it's the product that's free. I just said that. Well, okay, let me ask you this. Why would they have to sell our personal information if they're already paying for the anime with ads? I'm assuming this is with ads, right? I mean, look, just because you have to watch three, four, maybe seven ads per 20-minute episode of an anime doesn't mean that... You know, these are, you know, intrusive uh, experience, cheapening the idea of watching something for free in the first place. Uh, These ads are mostly harmless. I mean, they're for things you're probably already interested in. Not, no, not because of the data harvesting. It has nothing to do with that. No, these are just very on-the-nose guesses based on... You know, if you click on a, a an episode of Naruto, I mean, come on, that, how many how many things are you really interested in? Listen, buying? I think you keep bringing up the data harvesting thing, and it's like you say it's not happening, but you keep talking about it. Look, it's just it's got me a little it's got me a little thrown off. That's all. That's it. You shouldn't be even be thinking about your personal information leaking. Okay, it's not that big of a deal, and it's not happening. Even if it was, ha- it's not happening. But even if it was happening, it's only there to make your personalized experience better. But it's not happening. It's definitely not happening, right? Like that's it's not. Ha- it's, okay, I promise right. you. If you want to watch, I don't know, one of the one of the incredible entries in their catalog, like let's say the uh, little watched classic from 2008 hells by yoshinobu yamakawa the guy who did dead leaves dead leaves was dope though (laughs) i I really like that fucking dope dead leaves is really fucking good if you want to watch that in 15 minute installments punctuated by (laughs) extraordinarily loud for some reason uh ads for various soft drinks there is no better site than tubi shit what was that what was that site bob Iger? created where he thought that everyone was going to want to watch like you know, five minute shows on their phone what was that you're thinking of you're thinking of quibi which has come quibi, up a strange yeah. a strange amount recently in my life i don't know why but people have been talking about that a lot uh, i think because uh tiktok just ex- extended the uh, video time to like 10 minutes i think that's why it's coming up a lot that wasn't bob Iber though that was uh that was the nbc guys oh you're uh, right that was you're right. that was the executive they portrayed in seinfeld it was actually that guy <laughs> hey, quibi was his idea what a loser yeah so i'm you know just i'm just throwing it out there 2BTV.com is sitting there waiting for you to enjoy episodes of 2007's Dinosaur King. Or maybe you want to watch Shaman King and the original Spanish dub. Oh, hell yeah. It's right there waiting for you. I mean, you know, the Spanish dub of Shaman King is only second to the Spanish dub of Simpsons. Like, you know, people talk about that. They say that specific thing all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about the German dub of Dungeon Meshi, but man, the Spanish dub of the Simpsons, that's the real shit. (laughs) Hey, do you want to watch the 46-minute cut of Kite, the famous hentai turned non-hentai movie? Boy, do I. Yeah, well, it's right there on 2BTV.com for you, and it's barely even going to harvest any of your personal information. Uh, wait, <laughs> was, uh, do, do you have any more sites? Uh, All right, you know what? Uh, you know what? I think that we should try and we should try and give our listeners a classier option, right? Try and class up this joint a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't know. If I I kind of object to that framing, but okay, fine. <laughs> Listen, uh, I would say get yourself over to Max.com because uh, they have such a beloved catalog classics as. 
all of the Adult Swim commissioned FLCL sequels. Oh, dope. I love a reboot. Yeah. And, well, they got four of them now. That's four Damn. reboots of a six-episode anime that people <laughs> talked too much about for the last 20 years. Man, you know they're doing something right if they're rebooting it four times. <laughs> Come on. You don't, you don't do that if, if you're not doing something right. They even brought Haruka back for this last one. Oh, I love that. I love when we recycle classic characters. That's the shit. <laughs> uh, listen, maybe maybe you missed it when it was on such a, such a, a highbrow streaming site as Shudder, but now you can watch uh, Housing Complex C, uh, the horror anime, Housing Complex C on on HBO Max. Oh, that's great! Or, excuse me, Max. Uh, but, uh, don't 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 come at us, David Dazlasov. I called it Max. Uh, just it's Max, not HBO just, anymore. Just Max. Okay, we got to be really careful because I, I hear we are going to be shelved by Saslav uh, <laughs> if we don't shape up soon. If we don't pump our listener numbers up, Saslav is really eyeing the tax right off on this show. Um, so, uh, hey, you know, if you're listening, um, get your friends up on this or something. You know, it's, uh, I'm actually, I'm having a really... I don't want to go into the water tower. Yeah. Please don't put me back in the water tower. <laughs> I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a real hard time coming up with stuff to goof on from from max's catalog because oh don't say that well the, the issue is that like they have that they have ninja kamui which we just talked about because of the adult <laughs> swim connection and then all of their other anime stuff is just the ghibli catalog and like makoto shinkai stuff like it's all like for lack of a better term, prestige anime movies. Ah, uh, HBO for the prestigious anime yeah, watcher. Yeah, you know, uh, if you are, if you want to express your love for anime without people knowing that you're one of those anime fans, <laughs> uh, you know, get yourself over to HBO Max. They got the classy shit. You know, they got uh, Princess Mononoke. They got Promare. That's Studio Trigger, baby. They got Spirited Away. That's the one Miyazaki turned down an Oscar for. <laughs> this is good shit, man. Uh, they have the HBO Spawn series. They haven't Zaslav that yet. It's still there. You know I love that shit. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Scavenger's Rain. We talked about a while ago. Talked about that. Uh, so great. get over there. This one actually Damn. might be worth your time. Uh, not your money though. Don't don't pay for that. <laughs> yeah, you know they basically don't have any anime over there. But if you pay a lot of money, you might get a couple of these things you've probably already watched if you have even any interest at all in anime. And not to mention all seven seasons of Rick and Morty. Hell yeah, wubba lubba dub dub. Am I right? <laughs> okay, we get the, we get the money for that now, right? Can I can I get a wubba lubba dub dub? They said that they would they would pay us if we said that. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as, as I'm waiting for the check to come in, uh, give it, what else do you have? Okay, okay. Well, that's, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about HBO Max. I mean, Max, obviously. Now, what, what if you're a more discerning viewer? I'm not calling anybody, like, a plebe for wanting to watch, you know, the Miyazaki catalog or, or some kind of fucking poser if you only watch Makoto Shinkai movies. But what if you're what if you're one of these real heads? You know what I mean? Yeah, one of those anime old school guys. Yeah, what if you're like 
you're in it. You know what I mean? What if you've like read a book about anime? You know what I mean? You know uh-huh. what I mean? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And what what if you think Gen Z are ruining the world? You know I, what I mean, my brother? You know what? I also happen to express that particular opinion yeah, about yeah. young people. If you believe that young people are wrong about everything and their tastes are all bad and it's because they're young and only the things that you grew up with are good. Yeah, I'm describing all of us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Any 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 millennial with their head on straight it obviously has these opinions. You're gonna want to be the kind of pervert who watches anime on RetroCrush.tv. I'm already drawn in by the term retro. Yeah, look, retro is catnip to a, a certain kind of person who has extraordinarily strong opinions that are somehow organized by decade. Now, <laughs> if you're like me and you believe all the best anime was made between 1979. And 1987, wow, do I have a website for you. Look, if you go to RetroCrush TV, which you know is serious because they got the .TV extension, that's how you can tell. <laughs> right up front, you are going to be slapped with, get this, the original run of Yurisai Yatsura. Oh, shit. Right on the front page. I'm talking about the first Blackjack movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh, go on. Wow, incredible. What if I told you... uh? The number one streaming spot on this website today is The Three Musketeers Adventure of Aramis from 1989. I remember that. I'm clapping and I'm, and I'm happy right now because you said that thing that I remember. That's a thing you remember and that's what makes it good and that's what makes this website good. Oh, wow. But, you know, it, obviously you can't just revel in the, the cartoons of your youth. You also want to be challenged because you're a smart guy who has really good, smart opinions. I am, aren't I? Yeah, and sometimes you want to put on, like, a documentary or something, and guess what? Retro Crush TV's got you, bro, because they've got anime documentaries, like Hideaki Anno, The Final Solution. <laughs> it's not called <laughs> Streaming that. now. Hideaki Anno, The Final Solution. He he's talks about Evangelion a lot, and he makes sad faces. That's really good. They did not you. name it that. You're making that up. <laughs> You'll have to go to retrocrush.tv to find out. <laughs> okay, putting that aside, uh, you know, a, a person like you is uh, refined. You understand that there's more to the world than than uh, these uh, cartoons, no matter how good they are or how 80s they are. It's true. I do understand that. You are classy, and that's why sometimes you want to throw on. Uh, a live-action Golgo 13 movie from the 1970s. Well, they've also got you covered, bro. I never asked for this, but I instinctually want it. Dog. Just to stick it to them kids. Yeah, you know, if you made a Gen Z watch a Golgo 13 live-action movie from 1973... They would literally melt from not being on their phone. Their heads would explode. Their brains would melt out of their ears, and they would forget how to log into TikTok to watch <laughs> their phones. Also, kids, uh, don't forget how to log into TikTok. Watch our videos. Also, they have, uh, because honestly, this is straight up an entire nostalgia bait Faraday cage. They have a live TV section where you can pretend to be watching television. Uh, So, hey, you know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's all there for you, dude. And of course, this one also doesn't harvest any of your 
doesn't harvest any of your personal information. No, they, they look, they, well, they don't have the to do odds that. that two websites would be harvesting people's information. That would be crazy and pointless because the data brokers are already buying all your information from the other websites that are harvesting your personal <laughs> information. Talk about bad business. Yeah, it's just redundant, right? I know. I don't even know why I was worried about it to begin with. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of people who are definitely not harvesting any data from you, uh, let, let's take a let's take a look at some of the more mainstream sources that people are getting their anime today. The anime is coming from inside the house. Yeah, yeah. Specifically coming through the Alexa. <laughs> uh, Alexa, search me anime. Let's see what we get up. On on Amazon Prime's selection. Now you don't you don't literally want to say Alexa uh, search me anime because Alexa will call the police on you. <laughs> yeah. So you want to kind of create some kind of fun euphemism for your own personal house. I was just trying to put Pokemon on for my kid, and my Alexa <laughs> swatted me. <laughs> it called Child Protective Services immediately. <laughs> my kid <laughs> called me a scrub for my taste in Pokemon. <laughs> Dad, don't you know that, like, 151 are for, like, ancient old losers? I only like Boomermon. <laughs> but I think that Amazon does provide a relatively good service. You know, where else can you get a search engine for such a variety, diverse uh, diaspora uh, <laughs> of uh, varying genre and quality? Some of it's yeah. not even anime when you search for it. Uh, where else could you get recommended the Dante's Inferno? That's right, the 2006 Xbox game. Oh, you know I'm into that shit. Uh, the Dante Inferno animated series alongside Pokemon and uh, the ever-popular 1999 romance, uh, My Girlfriend is Showbitch. <laughs> Oh, what a classic. Yeah. Uh, all the millennials know what's up. Yeah. All the old heads. <laughs> uh, or, or uh, you know, I didn't know before Amazon recommended it to me, but Megan, uh, you remember about the, the movie about the creepy doll? Yes, the killer doll. That's an anime. That's actually an anime. You know, I was kind of thinking of that when I was watching it. At the time, I was kind of like... I don't know. I think this might be an anime. Uh, also, I I was not expecting it, but uh, that live action Wheel of Time uh, uh, TV show that they made that is also an anime. Oh, I did know that when I was watching that one. I was like, oh, this is obviously anime. Clocked it right away. That's definitely anime. They try to play coy with it a little bit around the edges, but it's obviously anime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or maybe you just uh, want some real warm nostalgia feelings and. They do have uh, Elfin Lead on there. Ah, yes. Uh, one of my yearly rewatches. <laughs> uh, I am I am not a pervert. I just happen to rewatch Elfin Lead every year. Uh, or if you are a pervert, they have Made in Abyss. <laughs> oh, thank... I mean, uh, oh, good. For the... For, you know, just for the sake of variety, you know. Uh, uh, and even without anime, they, they've got every one of the Bad Ben movies on there. So that's worth it just for that. They do still have that exclusive uh, contract <laughs> for all the Avon Gellion remake movies. Oh, perfect. Yeah. The final solution People to watching the Evangelion <laughs> movies. <laughs> Shin Evangelion. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, you know, uh, we all know Bezos loves his anime, and I think that really comes through with how well they've tailored their ability to search through their website. Uh, I, I love seeing 15 <laughs> hits of the same Pokemon season in a row. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's that's fine, but I think most people are probably, I mean, everybody already, everybody's already an Amazon subscriber. I mean, we got, there's got to be, what, three people left? that haven't been subsumed into the the hell machine. So I want to go uh, a little bit off the beaten path yet again. I'm thinking anime, website, streaming, dot com. Oh, that's got to be High Dive. Highdive.com. This is an anime streaming site. Would you believe it? I've believed that that's a website. Now, this is this is a really great one. And I know what you're thinking. Why is there yet another paid anime streaming service i mean how how many can the market really hold right but hold on you don't you don't know the twist yet what's the twist the twist this is perfect for you guys because high dive is the anime home for dubbed lovers english dubs abound on high dive every dub you could possibly ask for do you hate reading or perhaps (laughs) are you illiterate Welcome to your new anime home. High Dive is going to take care of you, baby. <laughs> it's going to take care of you so good. You want to watch Chidori RSC in English? You got it. You want to watch Shivery of a Failed Night in English? You've got it. You want to watch two different dubs of Clanad in English? Yo, baby, you've got it. My cup runneth over. <laughs> If you hate listening to foreign languages and you hate reading, High Dive has got you covered, my man. (laughs) I just am imagining this is for someone where the Japanese language is actively offensive to their ears. Yes, if you have developed that one disease where uh, certain phonemes in the Japanese language causes you actual physical pain, but you desperately want to watch Madaka Box... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> High Dive is sitting there waiting for you with open arms. And guess what? Show bitch in English right there, my man. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know you, you're you so curious as to what they sound like in the English dub. It's right there. I got to check that shit out right now. He's going right. Oh, my God. He's doing it. I'm doing he's it. He's doing it right now. Oh, wait. No, oh. no. Oh, God. I went wrong somewhere and I ended up on Disney Plus. Oh, no. That's the wrong site. But wait a minute. Disney Plus also has anime. No, it doesn't. Stop it, Nate. Stop it. I'm not. Don't I'm say not that. kidding. I'm being 100% honest, true, and faithful to you right now. Are you being honest with me right now? I'm being totally honest. Okay, prove it. Uh, hand to God, uh, Disney has got the anime. Listen, if you're a tired parent and you just lunk your kid down in front of the, the boob tube for a second, as is time-honored tradition in our fair society. He doesn't mean that literally. He doesn't mean that. Uh, I mean it literally and explicitly. Alexa, no. Alexa, stop. Uh, All you got to do is search up anime on Disney Plus and you can have your kid watching Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai in no time. (gasps) Is that that too hot for your kid? Is your kid a fucking loser? A baby who can't handle the heat that's in the kitchen? Then uh, switch it over to Zom 100. Wow. Because they got that on there too. Simulcasting, baby. Now this is starting to, you know what? This is starting to ring some bells. I don't think you're a liar i do remember hearing that on his way out the door bob chapek uh out of spite 
decided to front load a bunch of these uh, pervert anime onto the streaming site so that Iger had to deal with the headache of <laughs> it's all <laughs> it's all high level uh, boardroom power play stuff yeah which if that's your thing they got Kaguya-sama love is war on here too oh shit uh, uh, are, does are that you... mean wait wait hold on hold on are you are you telling me are you telling me Kaguya-sama is a Disney princess oh shit oh are you shit. telling me I think that's exactly what I'm telling you right now. This is blowing my mind. Oh my god! The, you heard? You found it out here first, people. Wow. Uh, Kaguya-sama is the first anime Disney princess. Imagine her and Frozen just chopping it up, old school style. Man, <laughs> <laughs> just her and Frozen and uh, Cinderella and whatever, just like hanging out, shooting the shit. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Maybe she'll appear in uh, Wreck-It Ralph 3. Yeah, or Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no anime allowed in Kingdom Hearts anymore. Everybody knows that. <laughs> All right. All right. Front load one at me. Well, I mean, we're really, this is the bottom of the barrel, unfortunately. I have only really know of one other place you can, you can watch anime. There's only one other place to watch anime on the entire internet. If you've gone everywhere else... Of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world, you walk into PeacockTV.com <laughs> for your desperate last hit of anime. Wow, you really walked that one in? I, I, I flubbed it. I flubbed it. I couldn't pull the line when I needed it. Anime has really destroyed my brain. This is a, this is a cautionary tale, folks. You are at the dead end of the streaming internet. You have somehow found yourself uh, in a dark alley. Uh, a neon light buzzes to life. It blinks as if struggling to illuminate the creaky door underneath that says peacocktv.com slash collections slash anime dash shows. That's right. <laughs> you, you have reached the end of the anime rainbow. Peacock TV. So I just want to say I don't like I don't like the name Peacock. I think it's no, um, it's terrible. I think it's, it's aggra aggressive. Uh, and sexual in a way I don't like. <laughs> it's truly, truly awful. Regrettable. But they came up with it in the 60s, and for whatever reason, they just had to stick with it. Not many people know that NBC invented internet streaming in the 60s with their with their seminal website, Peacock. They just had to shelve it until, until everybody else caught up. Yeah, it turns out the early adopters just weren't profitable <laughs> enough. If you have nowhere else to turn... And unfortunately, you also happen to have more money than any streaming site should ever charge anyone ever. And let's be honest, if you're listening to this show, you already fit into both those categories. Also, you have way too much free time. <laughs> and you need basically the smallest possible catalog because your attention wanders very easily and you need to just watch like four or five shows. Sorry, what'd you say? Anyway, go on. Anime and talking about anime. Remember the oh, show? Oh, right. Duh. Yeah. You remember Blackjack? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Blackjack. I talked about him earlier. Yeah, I'm clapping. Yeah, well, you can't watch the movies on Peacock. Oh. Oh. Well, what, yeah. can, you, what can you watch? Uh, blue, blue, blue Dragon? The Xbox game? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, no, hold, hold on. Hold, um, but, uh, um, you can... You can watch uh, um, Kobato. I'm I'm familiar with that one. It's it's a it's an anime. 
I mean, I don't know. You got you got to bring something to the table here. Come on. Well, um, oh, 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 oh. Okay. Check this shit out. All right, all here, right. Here's a winner. Here's a winner. Okay, all right. Give it Yo, to me. Dog, they've got one season of Bubblegum Crisis. Yo, what oh, is up? Shit. Going oh, back to Mega Tokyo. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what's great about Bubblegum Crisis is there isn't a single episode that has the same runtime. <laughs> that is actually cool. I like that. I think that's cool. I think that's really cool. It, it kind of evokes the image of like, yeah, we'll just put whatever we can in there. Just get it fucking out the yeah. door. You kind of roll the dice every week. You're like, okay, this episode, maybe it's an hour long. This episode, maybe it's 20 minutes long. This episode, oh, a 48 minute episode this week. That's cool. I mean, I think that it it definitely helps to not try and force stories to be longer than they need to. Uh, there's got to be something I, else. There's got to be something else. Hold on, hold on. Uh, okay, Naruto, Hunter, Hunter, Death Note. Uh, uh, come on, come on. There's got to be something. Uh, JoJo's uh, Vampire Night, uh, Rama. No, come on, come on. Well, hey, these uh, all sound fuck. like the names of uh, G- big G- name shonen GTO, anime. Kaiba, shut up, shut up. Kaiba, uh, Bakuman, uh, Megalobox. Come on, come on. There's got to be some. Oh, 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 uh, uh, oh, uh, it's got uh, Gaku in Heaven on here. It's got Gaku in Heaven. Hey, there we go. There we go. Damn, and the <laughs> boys are so pretty. I mean, I really can't understate that. These boys are so pretty. God, it really reawakens my love of anime. Seeing those pretty boys. Oh, these boys. Their hair is all fluffed up and spiky. Uh, there's something about being on the student council. God, I love student councils, bro. <laughs> I fucking love student councils so goddamn much. Student fascists is what they are. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Okay. Okay, enough. I, I got to close the show before that remark gets uh, back. No, I'm about to get political on no, here. No, we got to close the show. Nope, I'm not letting you get political on here. Uh, not me. I would never let anyone say political things on this show. Uh, we're closing it up. I'm shutting the door on the podcast. All right. Uh, it's, we've, I think you've gotten the idea. There's plenty of places to watch anime other than Funimation and Crunchyroll. You're drowning in options. Uh, instead of taking up any more of your time, because uh, I know you're raring at the bit to sign up to mo- four or five different streaming sites now that we've described them to you, let's uh, let's sign off for another week. <laughs> all right, all we've right. Giving you a swirly in the anime death spiral. Uh, <laughs> you're dripping wet and ready to watch some cartoons. Wow. And that's the way we like you, beautiful and handsome and oh-so-very-tall listeners. Yes, thank you, beautiful and handsome listeners, for listening to this dumbass podcast. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Uh, yet again, I don't know, interact with the show on the internet sites, I suppose. Uh, we know that you're capable of giving us five stars. Someone's done it already. It is technically possible. I know it has happened before, so I think it can happen again. Um, and please, we're just trying to trick innocent people into accidentally subscribing to this show. Can you please help us do that? It's the least you could do, really. <laughs> it's the literally the le- least you could do. I mean, come on. Come on. Begrudgingly uh, press-ganging listeners into engagement. That's good. That's a good look, right? <laughs> Yet again, I, I do not care if you actually listen yourself as long as you get other people to listen against their will. Maybe like when they're taking a shower, grab their phone, subscribe. When you're at a Best Buy, go to all the, the phones, the laptops, subscribe on there. 
If you're on the bus, try to like pickpocket somebody's phone out of their bag, subscribe on that. You get the idea. There are avenues, there are avenues to achieving these things. Yeah, this is doable, people. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I think I'm spent oh, uh, on Christ. anime. I, I got I got it all out of my system. I hate anime so fucking much. <laughs> uh, do the TikToks, like, subscribe. Bye. Bye. The DARPA chief. The Lolly Lulay Low. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. You know a lot about science, doctor, but you don't know how good a cigarette tastes in the morning.